Welcome to Voices, a podcast brought to you by the Seneca Valley School District. I'm Jeff Krakoff. I'm here with Dr. Jeff Roberts, Supervisor of Gifted Education and Student Services. Jeff, welcome. Thanks. Uh, I know you've been with the district as an administrator since 2009. Let me give you a quick introduction. Uh, you recently earned your doctoral degree um, from Indiana University of Pennsylvania in administration and leadership studies. In addition to your years of supervising gifted education, you oversee the school counseling, health service, and library departments as well. Um, outside of Seneca Valley School District, you're a graduate of the Leadership Butler County program, and, and you're also currently a member of the Butler County Suicide Prevention Coalition and a board member of the Butler County Alliance for Children. So you've got a lot going on, and I imagine this summer you have a lot more going on than typically in an August. Um, you know, some of us have heard the term trauma-informed schools from being state-mandated. Tell me a little bit about what trauma-informed schools are and the recent training that people have had to undergo? So uh, we obviously focus on the children and their well-being at school. And trauma-informed schools is one way that we can make sure that all of our staff um, are thoughtful about the way that they approach children. And uh, uh, pre-COVID, you know, we'd be concerned about students that maybe had a death in their family. Uh, maybe they had um, something traumatic happened like the loss of um, employment for a family member. Um, and obviously our staff, while they don't need to know the specifics of that, they need to be very sensitive to the child and how they're approaching school. Um, so in the spring, we did um, online training for our staff to introduce uh, these concepts to them. And uh, at that time, uh, this was May, the end of the last school year, uh, we introduced to them the idea of collective trauma, that together all of us are experiencing a difference um, in the way that we live our lives uh, in the light of COVID-19. Um, and we gave some examples to the staff back then of Hurricane Katrina and the effect that it had on a whole region of, of the United States years ago and how schools had to rebuild and, and rethink. Um, so we wanted staff over the summer to be preparing for our students this fall. Yeah, I think just everybody, it's a great point. I think we're all trauma related dealing with this time of pandemic and unknown, but what are some specific things that you're doing that the school district is doing to help students feel more comfortable at school when we all return? So uh, our staff isn't necessarily focused on diagnosing what difficulty a child might be, but uh, they're more so focused on giving some options for students. So if you don't feel comfortable doing A, then maybe you'd like to do B. Um, so giving choice is something that is very therapeutic for kids and adults. Um, we don't like to only have one choice. Right. Um, and so is to the extent that teachers can say, here's one way that you can show me that you know how to, um, to spell cat, but here's a different way. And kids are gonna gravitate to the one that they're most comfortable with. And that's a simple example. Um, but we have to recognize that if a child is stressed or an adult is stressed, they stop using their thinking brain. Um, they start using their emotional brain. And mm -hmm. you, you know, you've heard of the fight or flight syndrome. Sure. Um, 
that really happens on a day-to-day basis for kids. If I feel like I'm cornered um, just relationally, then I'm not going to use my thinking brain and I'm not going to be learning. Um, You know, and many people have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, We have to take care of the basics and that's part of my department. Getting kids comfortable coming back to school is um, what's going to be like to go through the lunch line. You know, we've got things planned out so that there's an easy path. It's obvious for, for what kids can do. Um, what's it going to be like getting off the bus? So as we prepare kids to come back to school, they are going to get introductions with their classroom teacher. Um, so the classroom teacher can show them virtually around the classroom and their principal can virtually say, hey, this is what the routine is going to be when you get off the bus in the morning. Um, and added to that, we don't typically feature those folks, but um, our school nurse and our school counselor are going to provide a lot of virtual introduction to our kids uh, about school and that it's okay to be nervous. Yeah. You know, everybody's nervous on the first day of school. Um, and so let's be nervous and excited about this new thing as opposed to uh, COVID-19 or mask wearing or something like that. That really shouldn't be the big deal. Um, I know that it's on everyone's minds, but let's be excited about school. Right. So trying to make the virtual world as as normalized as possible. Um, tell me a little bit about the LEAD program, which, which stands for Learn, Explore, Act, and Develop. I know this is something you're using to help support students. What, what's it all about? So, so LEAD is, in many districts, talk about social-emotional learning. Um, and for our students, we really believe that they need to learn how to relate to one another. So we do classroom meetings, and we can do those virtually, and we'll do them in person with the students that are coming in person this fall. Uh, and that's for kids to feel comfortable with one another. Um, you know, lots of people know what icebreakers are, and we'll do some of those in the first week of school. But we carry on with that class meeting idea all through the school year so that kids can deal with the day-to-day life of being a classroom community. Uh, We really believe in that concept of community. Um, And our kids need to learn, you know, what it's like to be a digital citizen. Um, Certainly a component of this school year is going to be using technology for remote learning, for uh, virtual learning, all those things. Um, So we want to teach those lessons. Um, I know our, our CERC teachers at the elementary level, our librarians at the secondary level, are going to help kids use the online card catalog. So how do I find a book that, I, that will help me yeah. do my research or will help me you know, enjoy my time as I'm learning and reading? Okay, that's a great example. So in addition to an online card catalog, if I'm a teacher and I've got students to teach remotely, what are some other tools at my disposal that are going to help me reach those students? So uh, we want our teachers to connect to our students remotely. Um, and Microsoft Teams is, is one of the center points for that for us. Um, we like it because um, it's secure and internal. So the only people that could be on the Teams meeting would be Seneca Valley staff with students. Um, so it's not accessible on the outside. And uh, we think that it's valuable for our students to see our teacher's face. Um, even in, you know, an online environment. And it's important for us to relate to one another. So there's the content, there's the learning, but um, learning, particularly in elementary and secondary school, is about relationship. I learn because my teacher makes it exciting or makes it uh, interesting, um, and I want to please that teacher. Um, So those are things that our teachers are going to do online. Um, And I think 
it doesn't matter whether you're choosing the online uh, full-time cyber pathway or in person, there's going to be those live interactions every week for, for kids to feel connected to the teacher that they're working with. Yeah, that, that's important. You know, again, it is a whole new world. Um, you know, I know a lot of parents are concerned and, and, and maybe staff with masks. Uh, are, is there something said as far as taking um, breaks, mask breaks during the, the routine to break things up? Yeah, so for our in-person students, um, the teacher is going to make time during the day for mask breaks. Um, as we start the school year, September 8 in person, um, there's going to be a cohort of students. So half of the class will be there uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. The other half will be there Tuesdays and Thursdays. So because there's a smaller group of kids, it's going to be possible for the teacher to say, okay, everybody's already six feet apart. We're going to take a break now. We're just going to take our mask down. I want you to stay in your seats. Um, but the teacher's going to control um, those kind of opportunities. And we're going to be very focused on getting kids outside um, through, through September, October, even into November. There's good good weather outside to get a breath of fresh air. And uh, we want our kids to be able to do that. Um, I do, will say that it's good for parents right now to get our kids experienced with wearing a mask. Um, so to the extent that they want to play um, a game on their iPad, maybe say, well, you could take a half hour on the iPad, but you need to wear a mask while you're doing it, just so that they get kind of yeah. comfortable with those sorts of things. Yeah, sort of like muscle memory. It, ma it makes yeah. a lot of sense. So, Dr. Roberts, if, if I'm a parent, you know, member out there in the Seneca Valley community, um, what, what, what advice would you give me for get, getting, getting my children back to school and being ready? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's important to be a salesman. So, as a parent, kids take their cues from us. If I say, this is going to be a great school year, and I know you're going to learn a lot, then that's the mindset that our, kid, our kids are going to come to school with. If parents say, oh, this is going to be really miserable and it's not going to be like a regular year and you're probably not going to like it, um, our kids are going to take that cue. So I would say as parents, be as positive as you possibly can be and give your kids the chance to be successful. Um, that would be the thing that I would appreciate. And I know our school counselors would appreciate as they're getting kids um, off the bus and into their classrooms at the beginning of the year. At this point, it'll be over six months from when kids were last in school till now. So we've got to get them back in those routines. Right. Um, and I'm excited about the first week of September uh, where half the kids will be there so that we can give a little bit more individual attention um, each day so the kids get those routines. All right. Well, great advice. Thanks for spending time with us. Thanks for everything you're doing to prepare and get everything ready for, for going back to school this fall. And uh, again, Here's to a great back to school season. Thanks so much. Take care.